Hello and welcome to Episode Party, a podcast where we talk about some of our favourite podcasts. I'm Freddie Harrison. I'm Jack Tutor. And, and this I'm week... Joe DeGroon. Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do the spirit yourself. of things. Uh, <laughs> and this week we are joined by Joe DeGroon. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> Joe, thanks so much for joining us and for sharing um, a really wonderful podcast recommendation with us. Oh, teaser. Um, we will get to it shortly, but before we do, it's Jack's turn to go first. So, Jack, hit us up with your recommendation. Sure. Please. So, you thank you. So, mine is Strong Songs, which is a podcast presented by Kirk Hamilton, who's a musician, uh, writer, teacher, saxophonist as well. And it's a podcast about what makes songs so good. So, I kind of see it as a cross between Song Exploder and Switched On Pop, so two podcasts we've covered before on Episode Party. And it's kind of reminiscent of Switched On Pop in the sense that it uses music theory to break songs down, but then it's mixed with those granular, like, moment-by-moment sort of analysis of the song exploder. Uh, And so I am a musician, right? But I uh, also can be a little bit snobbish with my music tastes and (laughs) disregard things a bit readily what i love about strong songs is i'll look at what's in the feed and it will be let it go from frozen and my first reaction will be come on come on and then i'll listen to it and And then uh i'll listen to it and be like oh christ there is so much to appreciate in this song and what drives it forward is Kirk delivering a lot of like theoretical musical analysis, which to my mind doesn't feel alienating. I can imagine if I was a non-musician, I, I could stay along for the ride. And he does these additional shows, which are kind of a Q and A's on musical theory and stuff, just to make sure that everyone's on board. But the passion that he puts into delivering why a song is appealing, uh, and I think both on a personal level and on a kind of theoretical why this song works as like a, a marketable thing kind of level, I think it's just wonderful. Uh, and I just think there's some points as well where he, you can hear his voice getting quite excited to the point where he might just explode <laughs> and be like, I love this song! But, um, oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the episode that I picked uh, for you guys to listen to is uh, the one on Single Ladies by Beyonce, which I already liked as a song, but I wasn't aware how... I mean, fucking weird it is. And also, Super good. It's so good. Yeah. And like the, the, there are certain elements of it as well which completely come out of left field, which when he breaks down, you're like, that is weird. And one thing that he does also is he will, and he does this in a few episodes, sometimes with a drum kit, sometimes with just his hands and his desk and his voice, is reconstruct the rhythm of the song. And again, that gives you this kind of granular appreciation of how things are built and how things can be incredibly intricate in a music, you know, like pop, which is often disregarded as being some kind of, you know, layman's gunf, <laughs> you know, by shitheads like me. Uh, but also there's a great episode on Art Blakey's Moaning, which is like a big jazz track, which is an absolutely beautiful track. And he does this wonderful breakdown of it as well. So, I mean, every episode is absolutely top 
banana top drawer so i i just think it's a wonderful podcast freddie what do you think yeah i really enjoyed this um kirk hamilton sounds like a name that i know but i i, I don't know kirk hamilton um not at least until i started listening to this um <laughs> what yeah there's fact. no there's, there's no there's no more context to that 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 small <laughs> statement than i've just given you unfortunately i just got it it's a little aside i suppose he's got a name that a is a really good name kirk hamilton's a good name oh sure strong um but it's also a name that I feel like I recognise, even though I don't. Anyway, the the podcast is 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 fantastic. It's it's one of these shows where like I think it comes alive by the fact that Kirk's clearly very excited about the music that he's talking about. He's very excited about all music and certainly you know all of the songs that he's covering and um, that really really comes through both in like the depth of his research his kind of the way he's paced together his kind of reconstruction or deconstruction of the songs that he covers and just his general kind of demeanor and his excitement and um, you know I think when you listen to Sanchez especially shows that attempt to be educational in any way um, they can come across uh, patronizing or or quite aloof yeah Um, depending on depending on the host and depending on um the kind of script they've got in front of them or whatever else and um i think it really goes to the strength of kirk that he's he's so clearly excited and passionate about what he's talking about that you feel quite um a strong connection with it yeah um and you can you can find yourself getting really involved in a song like you say that you 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 previously would dismiss this episode warped my mind a little bit um (laughs) just because of the the way it's talking about the the beats and the off beats and everything else and the the time signature and 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 what beat it comes in on on each bar and stuff like that i too am a no i'm not i'm sort of a musician i I play some music and i I have like a limited knowledge of music theory very very limited and i haven't really played a lot of music lately you're a trumpet champion stop this. okay thanks i'm cool. a trumpet champion <laughs> and um but i don't i don't have a background in like musical theory or like classical training so it did want my mind but in a way that I, I i sort of got and like i actually probably need to listen to this about twice more to really get it but if nothing else i could really appreciate the genius that went into the production and songwriting of this song yes um i also think it's a really good recommendation that you're bringing out now at this very specific point in time with the homecoming documentary yeah i was gonna mention that yeah yeah (laughs) and it's and it's like okay that on top of this there were just the the million myriad ways that beyonce is a genius and and the people that around her that she curates uh you know the songwriters producers she works with and everything else is it's it's fantastic so I really, really like this one. I've listened to a couple of other episodes, but um, again, I want to go back through Single Ladies and really get my head around what makes this song so great because I sort of understand it, but I really want to actually understand it. And um, I'm going to enjoy this podcast uh, for some time, I think. Great. Do it. Do just that. So, Joe, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I was, I had never heard of the show or Kirk Hamilton or anything like that, although it does sound like a kind of familiar name. But yeah, I really, <laughs> and I, I really love this show. I, I, I love his enthusiasm. I, lo- he, I, he's a really charming guy. Like the way he just right. talked about everything is just really eager in a way that I found really refreshing and not pedantic at all. And I, I love that he, um, he thanked new people for subscribing at the top of the show yeah. and joked about how, 
like everyone's a new subscriber and spells out what it means to be a subscriber and i was like <laughs> oh man you're so sweet you're so sincere this is very um but you know he he really knows what he's talking about and and he also has a really good voice like he when yes. he sung along to it i was i was like there with it and yeah i think like the comparison to song exploder is is definitely there because i I'd, I'd been looking for something to kind of replace song exploder which i hadn't been listening to too much recently but yeah his ability to kind of engage with it on that level i thought really worked especially like uh the section where he started drumming the rhythm out and kind of asked you to find the downbeats and required a little bit more like audience participation that's something i really hadn't heard a lot of other podcasts do where they asked you to kind of like uh, accomplish or do things or try and figure things out. It was yes. like a really great impromptu music lesson. So yes. yeah, I, I thought that was super enjoyable. And to the point of, you know, Beyonce is a great pick for this stuff because she's both somehow like overrated and underrated. Like she has an ending, <laughs> unending amount of praise for her ability to perform and entertain. But she also has this, you know, unbelievable amount of musical talent that somehow gets passed over and overlooked or written off. I remember, I remember when this song came out, a lot of it, like it caught a lot of hate from people who just wanted to be like counter culture or like anti pop culture or like all pop music sounds the same. People would point at like single ladies. as this repetitive track. And there's a lot of like, I, I, there's a really good analysis that goes like even deeper into the weeds about the music theory of single ladies. It's by Adam Neely. He's like a YouTuber, but mm. yeah, it's oh, a, it's wow. a really complicated song and there's really strange things that happen within it. So yeah, totally, totally sold on it. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I remember seeing that they did an episode about Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. So definitely have to check that one out. It's a, it's an absolute banger of a song. So yeah, consider oh. yourself new subscriber. Hey, hey. oh, that's yeah. what we like. I should also say as well, <laughs> Dancing Queen by ABBA. There's a big episode on that, which is oh, uh, yeah. fucking amazing. And he talks about <laughs> this one chord change that happens in that song. He dwells on it for quite a long time. He brings in the lyrics as well, which he doesn't do so often. But when he talks about it all together, I mean, it just uh, listening back to that song now, I think this is testament to the podcast is that mm -hmm. every time now I listen to Dancing Queen, my listening experience is imbued with what I've taken away from this podcast. And I relish th this song so much more just for having Kirk break down why I should be listening to it. I think the point you make about having this audience engagement thing is so vital to why Strong Songs works so well is that it does feel like a music lesson. You do feel like you're mm -hmm. sat there and you're not supposed to just be listening and just kind of passively taking it all in. Like, there's a, a real request to meet him halfway and be like, look, yeah. get online with what I'm trying to tell you here. Like, make sure you're keeping up. And I think that's probably due to the fact that he does do some teaching as well. So, brilliant. That has worked out thoroughly well. Um, yeah. Well done. Well cool. done, well Jack. Done oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I really try. Joe, you're up. Mm -hmm. Please tell us a little bit about your recommendation. 
Alrighty, I am so excited about this one. Uh, so my recommendation is a podcast called Richest Hill. It is by Montana Public Radio. And it's one of those things, it's a little bit of a formula at this point. There have been a lot of tiny shows by tiny radio stations, you know, like local NPR affiliates all over the United States that, you know, they'll take like a local true crime story or a local like human interest story and just do a deep dive like kind of miniseries on that thing. And at first glance, Richest Hill kind of falls into that, like, you know, Norris Axe is, you know, a tried and true NPR reporter. But the things that made me fall in love with it are just... From the start, you think it's going to be kind of boring, like it's a uh, show about Butte, Montana, which is this tiny town, and it's a show about environmental regulations and city government and hundreds of years of history. But within the first few minutes of the first episode, which is the one that I put out there, you get air raid sirens designed to keep (laughs) geese off of a lake there is an irish wake for thousands of dead wildlife um there is a man who loses his shoes in a toxic creek there's you know drunken belligery like you know just it, it is a wild show in this you know format that i didn't really expect and so I stumbled, I stumbled onto the show because I had been, my brother and I passed through Butte like a, a year or so ago and we were like, this is a strange, strange city and someone's got to have done something about it. So I was looking up <laughs> stories about Butte and I, I found this podcast and it's, wow. it's so, yeah, it, it really captures just how bizarre a town Butte is. When you drive into it, it's like... It's at the basin of, like, uh, these two mountains. So it's like, you know, you're really just driving into uh, the bottom of a well, it feels like. And the Toxic Lake, which is the focal point of the podcast and the efforts to clean it up and how it got there, it's not on the outskirts of town. It's not like any other city where, like, the industry and the waste is miles away from the city center. It's basically right next to it. Like, they built the town around the mine and then the mine drove straight down like a mile deep and it's there and there's nothing you can do about it. Whoa. So it is, <laughs> it is one of these strangest places. And, uh, thankfully the podcast itself really, uh, highlights and leans into that strangeness. Uh, there's this mixture of folk music and kind of weird industrial kind of blown out, distorted guitar effects that make up the soundtrack. All the townspeople are super weird and interesting and, there's a lot of like local flavor and character. I I absolutely adore it. I've listened to it's really short too. There's only like three episodes out right now. Um, so yeah, I listened to like the whole thing in about like two hours and was just madly in love with it. So yeah, love to hear what you guys would uh, thought about it. Yeah, I um, I listened to the first episode um, a few weeks ago now and uh, listened to the second episode this evening, actually, um, because I remembered at the time that I listened to the first episode and I was like, wow, this is really, really good and I need to listen to more. And I, I, I kind of felt like I owed it to, to you, Joe, because you gave me such a good recommendation that I at least ought to listen to two before I spoke to you. Oh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's no there's no surprise to say that I really, really enjoyed it. It's um, it's funny because it is this uh, this NPR form and I think um, you know that that's become like a, a bit of a trope now in podcasting. Mm-hmm. But I think it works really, really well, and especially for a story like this. There are certain stories where the NPR formula feels like it's been applied to something to like overly dramatize or a kind of 
make a big, bigger deal of something than it is. But I think in the case of this particular story, um, as you just pointed out um, when you were introducing it there, there is so much to unpack that mm. I don't think there's a better way to like tackle this podcast. I think mm. it's really, really well done. And I think, you know, I think it's um, also testament to, to, to kind of NPR and their, their training that, that, that they've been able to disseminate this kind of style and this way of working um, across so many public radio stations and uh, in fact i i subscribe to npr trainings like emails and and some of the articles they put out are incredible and i've actually learned mm-hmm. loads about audio uh, uh, you know I, I i i hold my hands up i don't do any of the editing on this show jack does it all but um uh, i i find that stuff really really interesting and uh, just the just the, and, and the, the kind of journalism training as well it's the kind of resource i wish i had when i did my journalism degree anyway the the show though is 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 brilliant and um what a fantastic story and i think um joe you've just added some color to it there that i obviously didn't appreciate which is how much of an interesting and strange town butte is to to kind of go through and um yeah i I picked up on the things as well like the kind of folk music that plays um and the kind of interesting characters that um that 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 they speak to and stuff like that i i think it's just really really nicely done and i think you know it's that brilliant combination of a great host really high production value you and mm. just you know more than anything else the one thing that it all hangs off which i think it would fall apart if it weren't for it which is just this really interesting and fantastic story that spans like a very long period of time like we, you know we're talking back to kind of the real kind of boom of electricity and yeah. electricity was a thing and and the fact that butte was this this huge supplier of copper and and how how that became a thing and you know right up to the present day and and the you know the 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 situation the political situation the you know the situation in terms of the environment everything else i I think it's just a fantastic story so um i think you know it's it's well worth listening to if you're listening to this episode right now and you you're only gonna if you're gonna pick one podcast out of all the ones we've we've spoke about (laughs) pick pick this one just because it's a really bloody good story yeah i mean this i should say up front and i think it's probably been covered by the both of you I'm super familiar with this type of podcast and this isn't my style of mm-hmm. podcast. So as sure. soon as the first tw- you know 10 seconds fired up I was like ah okay I know what kind of show this is going to be. And again we start you know with my dismissive tendencies <laughs> but I, I you know as when, once I started listening and I got into this episode I realised, actually, do you know what? It, I mean, I think, Freddie, you, you made the point that sometimes it's just the most appropriate way to tell this story. And I don't know how else you would tell this story. And I think in some ways, the setting, the place of Butte is so fucking bizarre that you need almost a straight-laced way of telling it just to let all the strangest and uh, idiosyncrasy come from the place itself rather than just from the, the stylized way of telling the story. I thought this was great. And I also listened to the second episode, which I think really put everything in perspective for me about this show. I mean, to begin with, in the first episode, you could think that, okay, it's going to be a story that's primarily about the environment. And then you've got this idiosyncratic little place called Butte, which is the setting. But the place of Butte really shines through in that second episode. Mm -hmm. And you also get that very weird moment, which even though the style of the podcast is perhaps quite straight down the middle they go right back to the 
beginning of the universe and talk about the yes. formation of copper. <laughs> and the- I, I wanted to talk about that so bad because, like, what one, that's something I've noticed happening a lot recently. I don't know right. why, but, but I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I when, love it. Because I, I think yeah, what, what it does in a way is it just, I mean, all this copper then ends up just by absolute sheer chance ending up right near Butte. And then you get the story of the settlers who came at just the right time and discovered this copper at the point at which it became financially lucrative. There's almost this sense that there's this like cosmic fortune that's just pushing Butte along, which I think you really get this strange sort of not quite real energy about the place. And it reminds me of, and I'm sorry, Freddie, this seems to be coming up all the time and it will do again, but I'm watching Twin Peaks at the moment and it's definitely (laughs) a place which has its own energy. Um, when you enter the place you feel the energy there and it's not within the people it's not necessarily within the place it's something in the air that's like in between i don't think i'm probably using the term psychogeography right but it's something there that's like an atmosphere i think even s town had it a bit where you've got a place Mm. which has a certain vibe to it i i just thought it was fabulous i thought the bit where they got the guy to revive that old hoisting rig and do it for oh the yeah first yeah time. that's episode two i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah it was just great because you know the guy started talking rapturously about his relationship with his job and how much he loved it the the bells that were used to like send morse code style messages back and forth across the mine and there's so much going on and i think yeah what a fabulous podcast and what a great find as well to just be going yeah, through this place yeah. and be like i wonder if there's a podcast about it oh wait yes there is and it's really good like wow <laughs> so good yeah, yeah no i i really looked into it so yeah i i, I tell all my friends about it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see why we're doing well we're on a roll here so uh i'll, I'll try and keep it going i'll try and keep going with a you know with a with a choice that ends up being popular and my recommendation for you both were um, is a podcast called without fail um it's a gimlet podcast um and it's hosted by alex bloomberg who is the is the founder of gimlet well a co-founder of gimlet and um it's kind of like a follow-up it's not really a follow-up because startup is still going but it's kind of his follow-up to startup because as you know startup was alex's podcast as he started gimlet and as gimlet grew bigger um you know and it's quite widely discussed within some of the earlier episodes of startup uh, that doing that kind of podcast about gimlet as a company um would become became less and less possible um not least because the fact it's now acquired by spotify some podcast industry (laughs) Mm -hmm. updates for you there if you're if you're if you're a little bit behind um (laughs) which will be two months old when this comes out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah sorry about that but um so you know and startup is still going in its in its own way and actually uh jack and i some time ago now actually did a whole episode on on startup and where we thought the podcast could go next and i think we had a few different ideas but we were somewhat inconclusive and it's nice to see um alex boomberg come out with the show again um because he does a fantastic job as a host and as as a as a producer um so it's really really nice to see him come out with a show that's um somewhat original um and somewhat not original um but it just it's just a really really good show and actually when i made this recommendation i i made a recommendation from the end of the kind of pilot series and i think we're now into like series two of without fail and Mm -hmm. there've been some really really fantastic guests um across the board and even people i haven't heard 
heard of, I, I, I find it really, really interesting to listen to their episodes because I think the the nature of the show, which is that Alex is interviewing them both about their successes and their failures, is is really, really good because I think it grounds it in a way that when you listen to a podcast like um, How I Built This, yeah. um, I, 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 you know, I think it's a great podcast, don't get me wrong, you know, and there are other podcasts as well where there's a kind of a bit of backslapping and, and, it, and it feels um, kind of like almost unrealistically positive and there mm. you know how about this does have an element of of realism and there are there are times when in that podcast where they talk about um things that go wrong or you know crunch points or whatever else but i think without fail really aims from the start to kind of strike that balance and um and does a really really good job of it so the episode i recommended to you both um is a bit a little bit meta was um alex interviewing ira glass who you know you might know from um well, a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you drew a blank there. Uh, yeah, well, do you know what? I did for a second there. <laughs> which is ridiculous because Ira Glass does This American Life, which is probably the podcast that most people I know have in their feeds within like the first 10 podcasts they, yeah. they ever have. Yeah. It's, it's such a popular It's the gateway show. drug. It's a gateway drug, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, for good yeah. reason. It's, it's, it's a wonderful show. And... Ira Glass is completely responsible for that, so it's absolutely preposterous that I blanked on that. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he's basically responsible for kind of starting, you know, podcasting as we know it today. If, if it wasn't if it wasn't for him, I, I don't know we where we we know I don't know if we'd be sitting here chatting about this. Maybe that's maybe that's putting him on a pedestal too much. But anyway, he's brilliant, and it was really really nice to hear. Alex um, talked to him because obviously Alex worked on This American Life and was kind of mentored by Ira. So it was interesting to hear that relationship play out, but also to really dig into Ira's backstory and how he got to where he was and how This American Life came about and, you know, what what he feels about it all. And I, I think both... Um, of these individuals what's really nice about them is they're both relatively humble and they're both extremely earnest and extremely open about everything and they're they're just easy to listen to they don't sound like they're trying to big themselves up too much almost the opposite and i've really really enjoyed that i've gone on far enough jack what did you think yeah, so this is a really interesting one because, uh, I mean, you mentioned that Startup's still going. I haven't listened to Startup for a long, 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 long time. So I think I just got to a point with it. I'm like, cool, I'll get the concept. It's fine, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go elsewhere for a bit, I think. And this definitely, I mean, you mentioned how I built this. This feels like Gimlet getting on that game a bit. There's also a slight uh, tinge of like Tim Ferriss about it as well. These mm. long form conversations, talking to people about the notion of success. I mean, this is a really strong episode. It, it makes me laugh though because I know that obviously when you start a new podcast, you first turn to your friends as guests just to get the ball rolling. And I think it's so convenient mm. when your friend is Ira Glass and you can make that your first episode. <laughs> and <laughs> obviously, what makes that great as well is that Ira has a really interesting 
story and he knows how to tell that story well because his whole life is about telling interesting stories and he clearly curates his own story in a way which I think he knows is very compelling. I think it's interesting, Freddie, you mentioned the fact that they're two quite humble guys. I think also that there is certainly a tactical element to that and that they have both, I think, founded their careers on this kind of coyness, like, well, I don't know, kind of thing, when I think they're much more knowing than they let on a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought the, the, the narrative of this conversation, considering it has the impression of being a free-flowing chat, was brilliant. I thought you mm. could... I mean, Some of these podcasts, they spend about 45 minutes on the biography, and it's like... I don't, I, you know, get to the mm. ideas. I don't care, you know, exactly where you were when you were 16, 17 years old. But I think this one hits upon the touch points that are really interesting. Like, it's, it's genuinely interesting to hear about Ira's early influences. They play little clips of, is it Chicken Man they're talking about? Yeah, Chicken Man. Chicken Man. They play clips just to give you a bit of context, which I thought was really helpful. They play Ira's first ever appearance on radio which i thought was really interesting and then when it gets to the point where they're talking about how ira conducts himself at this american life and his relationship with alex and they're talking about mix notes so the notes that are provided uh, when someone does a mix of a podcast on how they could improve things i mean they talk about him doing mix notes for one of alex bloomberg's shows on gimlet heavyweight and uh, Ira provides these mix notes, mix notes, which are like four double-sided sheets of paper with things that could be done differently. And it's absolutely fascinating to hear about that. I will say, I think success as a kind of thrust of a podcast for me is starting to feel very tired because I, I feel like success is the, the, the last thing I'm interested in when it comes to speaking to people about what they do because actually it's what they do that I'm interested in rather than whether or not it's successful it's more why do they like it why are they interested in it it feels like almost success is there as a sort of covert legitimizer of what they've done and there does seem to be quite a few podcasts which hinge their hinge their podcast on the idea mm. of success. I I just find it. I see, it, and also as well, you see it uh, sort of subverted by actually a focus on failure, which is in the title here. You know, without fail, mm-hmm. where it's basically the same thing but sort of framed just in the negative. But I say, I, I, I will say, I listened to this twice, and both times I had a, a, a brilliant time with it. And I've looked at the other guests, and there does seem to be like quite an interesting array of, of different people. So yeah. Really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, <laughs> I should have had something to say after that because my tone went up. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, Freddie. Brilliant, Joe. What about you? Yeah, this was this was an interesting one because I'd, I'd seen stuff. I, I usually pay attention to you know what Gimla is putting out there, and as soon as you know I saw this, I was kind of with Jack where I, I kind of immediately tuned out. I was like. I am getting pretty tired of like shows that are, you know, interviews with quote unquote successful people or people who were almost successful or had a chance at success, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, but the, the, the reason why I was interested for this one was that uh, I've, I've been working on this, you know, kind of uh, video project about like, you know, doing video essays about stories within audio and stories about the audio world. And so I've been, listening to tons of interviews with Ira Glass and you know he he's a great person to interview but he has these talking points that he comes back to 
all the time. If you listen to like one interview, I think there's like an interview he gave at Google where he's like just playing the hits. Like he's, you know, he's, <laughs> he's just doing the, the bits that work and like, there's no problem with that. I'm not saying he's a hacker. Like, you know, he's, he's a really fantastic and, you know, absolutely changed the face of a medium and a form. And that's amazing. And what makes this episode and interview so interesting is that he is often not interviewed by people he thinks are on his level. Like he clearly Mm. has a lot of respect for Alex and they have this like banter going back and forth with one another where they clearly at this point view each other as like, you know, captains of their own ship. And like, that was a very fascinating dynamic to, you know, listen in on just because it's, it's so Mm. rare for, you know, to hear Ira kind of express stuff like that. The, the thing that I kept on looking for was, you know, I really wanted to dig into, you know, what were the pits? Like what were like the come to Jesus moments of working at this American life? You know, there, there have been some really shaky moments throughout Ira's career and, you know, his foray into the audio world, you know, where things, you know, weren't exactly sure how they were going to go. And I I kept on waiting for them to go into that a little Mm. bit more because, you know, that's something that, you know, Ira has got on record as like stuff he doesn't really want to talk about, but I was kind of hopeful, like maybe amongst friends, you know, if Alex is interviewing him and it's, about like the trials and tribulations of becoming successful, but and it and yeah. it never really got there because you know his the big pitfall that they talk about is like more sort of personal management stuff where it's like Ira Glass is you know successful radio media mogul, but he has a problem with micromanaging, yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh come on, yeah, you're not yeah. gonna sell me on that <laughs> being like a huge problem. Like you know the man gives four pages of notes. That sounds great. So, um, but yeah, so I was like, mm, okay, but it, it was still like, you know, if, if for interviews with Ira Glass and for people who aren't as familiar and aren't like as obsessed with this American life as, you know, maybe someone who's like deep in the podcast world, like, yeah, it's a, it's a really fantastic, uh, episode. And I, I started to listen to, I, I listened to the first two episodes just to see like what a a more uh what a more normal episode might Mm -hmm. sound like and yeah it, it, it was definitely like if you enjoy stories about like rises and falls or like you know people who like took a big risk like all these uh like startup or other shows that are kind of based on this premise super super good version of that you know the first two episodes are about the ceo of groupon and how that whole thing went down (laughs) and that very very interesting stuff i kind of put it on in the background and you know did the dishes so but yeah it's like very well produced very of a formula very of a style um show so if if it's your cup of tea like you know go for it it's a really good show but personally not exactly my my sort of steez ah Brilliant. Well, uh, you can't you can't argue with such a <laughs> such a well thought out response like that. And not what I even try because that's that's not that's not what episode party is about. Um, no, I think I think that makes absolute sense. It, it does tread a line where it's like. Um, 
it, it it's very it can be at times extremely close to um, a bunch of other podcasts that are doing this mm-hmm. thing that people are people are are fair enough to be uh, to be a bit tired of. And I think you know in hindsight, I probably gave you one of the um, I gave you both one of the one of the kind of most unusual episodes because it's yeah. um, you know I think it's one of the rare ones where the 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 uh, the the host and the the, uh, the guest are so familiar with each other. And I think in some ways that's probably why we didn't get these kind of lows to go with the highs um totally. because i feel, feel like you know between friends you just you just you just don't want to make your your friend uncomfortable whereas if yeah, you don't know yeah. someone as well you, you I mean, in a terrible way you just don't care so much right um, i mean is that is that played out on other episodes because i listened to one with nina jacobson who works in the film industry and has been involved i think in parts of the caribbean and amongst yes. other things a big oh bloody hell wes anderson film that i can't think the name of at the moment oh the life aquatic thank you yes yeah (laughs) and she was very much allowed to hold that narrative and she drove the narrative forward the emphasis was very much on how she wanted to tell her story and Mm -hmm. so the failures i felt as particularly with nina i mean again she seemed like someone who was very good at telling a story and also as well putting forth the defects that she wanted to and ones that you know she could resolve quite tidily as well for the sake of a good narrative is there other episodes where it does get maybe a bit messier or that alex is perhaps probing you know and and driving things forward um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's it's tricky. I think I think it does vary. Um, it it sits on a scale. Like there are some episodes where the person who yeah the interview seems that seems that little bit more um, at a loss to how they can resolve the thing that that went wrong for them. Mm. But I mean, I think the thing about all of them is they're always talking about these things in retrospect. Yes. So you know you can safely assume that they've got closure of some kind and you know are clearly comfortable with whatever happened or didn't happen enough that they're willing to go on another podcast and kind of post-mortem it you know like yeah and and they i think i think the interesting ones is are the ones where um and the group on one is is a a particularly interesting one where Mm -hmm. alex alex at some points will ask why or like you know what did you think about that and and the, the the response will be I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Like, you know, and I think those are more interesting. In some ways they're frustrating because in part of you part of part of me at least wants to wants to hear like how they got themselves out of that mess. Right. Um, yeah. For and sure. and not that they just didn't have an answer. But I think that there's also a kind of, you know, sometimes sometimes you just don't have answers, do you? Um no. But I think, you know, at the same time, I think it's a tricky show, I think, in the sense of, yeah, you kind of want to hear people being uncomfortable is the wrong word but i'm gonna use it anyway like being a little bit more uncomfortable but then i guess if you get a reputation for doing a show that makes people uncomfortable you're gonna really struggle to do more than two seasons aren't you um (laughs) so i don't i don't know i um i do think there are i think i find the episodes interesting i think i personally have never really come at it too much hoping to hear some colossal failure that's unresolved um but i do definitely it's one of those podcasts where i will cherry pick the episodes based on uh, not necessarily whether i recognize the the guest or not but probably based on the kind of um the description and uh what they've done or what they're about and there are some there are some really really good ones there's uh uh one with a woman who uh, was the kind of head of people or head of talent for netflix netflix who have a particularly interesting and quite kind of harsh 
um, HR policy, yeah, which is basically yeah. like you're, you're, you, you've you got to be brilliant. And if you're no longer good at your job, you're out kind of thing. There's a and, good and deal. She, yeah. yeah and, Planet and, and money she, about that, isn't there? Like a really yes. good one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and she herself fell foul of that. There was a point at which Reed Hastings turned around to her and said, you're not the person to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And she was out. And and I think that was a really, really interesting episode. But again, she, she definitely was fine with that because, and I think, to all credit to her, she was like, well, I, you know, we came up with that idea. So, you know, I've got to accept that that might happen to me. And, right. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like frustrating in a way, but also like I can kind of understand how someone who's in the position of being interviewed about this failure on a on a podcast or this kind of low moment or this kind of trough against the peaks um is is comfortable enough about it to talk about it so yeah in that sense i think um there are definitely some episodes that are closer to what you're kind of um describing jack than others yeah but yeah fair i I should also say as well i like the way that this one starts where it starts with the sort of skypey audio quality of ira on the other yeah. end and then he activates his recording and he goes boom and it flicks into <laughs> the mic quality which i thought was fabulous so yeah thumbs up yeah. on that part i mean i enjoyed the, the whole thing but yeah it's very cool fantastic great well joe i mean you mentioned there that you've got a video project on the go at yes. the moment tell, tell yeah. us about that what's the deal yeah absolutely so i've uh for the past couple of months been working on this youtube series which is called you are listening to which is uh video essays about the audio world so it's mostly about how I don't know, even though there are amazing shows like this and things like Podcast Brunch Club or other Facebook groups where there's a lot of discussion about podcasts, I feel like there's still not spaces where you can kind of point to individual moments in episodes that might have like, you know, stopped you in your tracks while you were listening to them or, you know, really made you change how you think about the world and, mm-hmm. you know, really unpack how they did that and why they did that and why it had such an impact on you. Um, like I, I grew up listening to this American life and radio lab and such. And some of those episodes were, you know, like really formative to me. So I, I have been endeavoring to create this channel where we kind of talk a little bit about, you know, how amazing shows are able to do what they do or just interesting stories that I'm able to find that kind of intersect with the audio world. So the first episode uh, actually is about a kind of weird story that flew under the radar about S-Town, which came up a little Mm. bit earlier in the show. I don't know if you guys were aware of this. There's this, um, uh, the way S-Town begins is that Uh, The subject, John, emails Brian Reed, the reporter at This American Life. But at the same time that he emailed Brian, he also sent emails out to a bunch of other people. And he Uh actually had this correspondence with this musician. And they started emailing back and forth. And this musician ended up with a bunch of recordings of John's from his house, which was like kind of like ambient music stuff and remixes that that John had done of this musician's work. And once he found out about the podcast and the and the fact that John had passed away, um, he was put in this really weird situation of like, I have these private correspondences. What do I do with them? Right. And that's largely the same situation that S-Town found itself in. Yes. And the way that S-Town responded to that controversy or, or to that situation landed them in, uh, you know, a lot of love and a lot of hate. You know, there was a, it was a really controversial decision to break some of the confidence that John had placed in them. Mm. So it was a really interesting way to kind of talk about 
when it's okay to break confidentiality and what are the ethics in journalism. And I was luckily able to do that through interviewing this really fascinating musician whose name is uh, Tor Lindvall. He does kind of ambient music and such and really fascinating guy. So some of the times it's me like interviewing people or trying to find like answers to things. But a lot of the time it's me kind of pointing to individual moments uh, in podcasts where I'm like, I've never heard something like that before. How did you do that? So I'm just kind of unpacking it. So it's been really fun. Super, super difficult. <laughs> it's been a huge learning curve, but yeah, it's been, and I think that the first couple episodes should be up at the same time this, uh, this episode airs. So oh, you were listening to check it out. Fantastic. And you are clearly someone who is fully submerged in the world of audio. I mean, I'm so intrigued oh, yeah. to know how do you listen to your podcasts and where do you listen to podcasts? Like, where do podcasts fit into your day-to-day life? Oh, man. Um, it's it's tricky. Um, I've, I've been trying to be, like, the kind of person who like jogs and runs a lot and listen to podcasts because I think those people are like maniacs and I really respect it. But, um, yeah, mostly I just, um, I, I, it's always like when I'm doing something, um, I've been, but I've been trying to make it much more of like a dedicated activity. Like I I think a, a long goal of, uh, the show at this point is, uh, kind of getting an overview of shows, like long-running shows. Uh, so for the past, like, God, uh, I don't know how many months at this point, but I've been trying to listen to every single This American Life episode. Wow. And at this point, there's like 670-something of them, and I, I, I've listened to about half. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> when, so when, when did you start with that? That's insane. Um, I started, um, well, for the ones that I'd already heard before, because I've, I've been listening to This American Life for a really long time, and so for the ones that... I'd heard before, I would just scrub through them and then be like, oh yeah, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Yeah. And then write a little review and write everything that I remember about it and then mark it down, log it, that's done. But a lot of the more recent stuff I hadn't listened to as much. So I think I've listened to about like... 200 episodes since like january (laughs) wow (laughs) oh my word and that that takes some real dedication like you got to do it like fits and starts i remember like i i did this like uh if i'm traveling i just like load up and then kind of like go through them at like one and a half times speed and yeah it's 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 kind of it's kind of manic but um yeah i other other times like I ride the subway a lot and I'll like go on walks a lot. So, but I, I, you always have to make time for it because there's, there's so many at this point. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's so easy to feel like, fuck, I've got so much I want to listen to. Totally. Yeah. It does kind of feel like homework at some points where it's like, ah, shit, I got to catch up on this one and I'm, I'm behind on this one. Like, yeah. uh, And I've got 20 hours of this American life to do today. (laughs) I got to bang that out today. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, Joe, it's been such an immense pleasure to have you on the podcast, chatting podcast with us. So thank you so much for for coming on. Yeah. Pleasure's all mine, man. Pleasure's all mine. Yeah. And if people want to keep up to speed with you, uh, where should they be headed? And um, what's the best place to find the YouTube uh, channel as well? I guess, yeah. Just search uh, You Are Listening To. If you find a channel that has a little tape recorder on it, that's the one. Um, Other than that, I... I don't really do the social media thing that much. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I guess that's that's the spot. You know, head on over there. Nice. Great. Well, this has been super. Freddie, if people want to find out where we are... Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to listen to you now. But what are you going to tell them? 
<laughs> the way you've introduced that has like really blown my mind. Um, I, I, I'm usually so smooth at this point. Oh no, I'm becoming a mess. No, if you would like to uh, get any of the links to any of the episodes we've discussed on the show today and um, a link to uh, Joe's YouTube channel, you can go to www.episode.party where we post um, all of that and full show notes for all of the episodes we discuss on all of the episodes of this podcast um if you want to recommend a podcast to us you can tweet us we're at episode underscore party or you can email us we're hello at episode dot party as well um yeah that's where you'll find us and i think that concludes the show just yeah, about i believe <laughs> yeah. let's just say yeah <laughs> well <laughs> wow Still what's going on it's been a wild ride guys <laughs> <laughs> such a oh pro operation wow right we should well, just thanks say very goodbye much for listening <laughs> yeah thank you very much for listening and uh we'll see you in the next episode goodbye bye, bye. <laughs>